Hey everyone, it's Tiana Lene, founder and CEO of It's Too Much Info.com. And recently I had the chance to speak with actor Lovell Adams Gray, star of Power Book 2 Ghost. He plays Drew Tejada on the show, and we got a chance to chop it up about his career, his role on the show, how he got started, and some of his plans for the future. So check out this exclusive interview. I hope you guys enjoy it. I know 2020 was a crazy year. We're finally in 2021 with a fresh start. <laughs> so through this through this whole pandemic and quarantining, how have you held up? Um, it's been good. I watched a lot of movies I've always wanted to see, played a lot of games I've always wanted to play. Um, and now that it's 2021, uh, and there's a lot of content that's out that's like I've been really anticipating, like One Night in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, Mommy's Black Bottom. Uh, it's been it's just been really really good to like you know sit down and be able to ingest such amazing content. Definitely. So, doing well. <laughs> good, 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 good. So you were born and raised in Toronto. Um, as a little boy coming up in Toronto, what inspired you to want to become an actor? Um, watching Will Smith on Fresh Prince of Bel Air, to be honest with you, um, he was a uh, he was like I thought he was phenomenal and everything he did, and I like wanted to emulate all the things he was doing, and how funny he was, how deep his voice was, how, how not even how deep his voice was, but how um, much, how powerful his voice was, right. in, a, in a literal sense and in a figurative sense, okay. and um, I was always told that I was a very loud-ass kid, <laughs> to the point where I was like obnoxious, I was like loud, just for no reason, uh, inappropriately loud in class, like when we're supposed to be whispering, it's quiet time, I'm talking, right. full volume, full voice. And, you know, I, I, I couldn't shut myself up if I wanted to, so I knew I had to do something with my voice. Love it. And, um, <laughs> so uh, acting seemed like the way to go. It was something that was always in me. Definitely. I love that. Well, you received your education through Humber College, through their Acting for Film and Television program, and then you then went on to further your training at the CFC's Actors Conservatory. Um, So with that, just as a performing artist, I feel like we always hear, you know, certain conversations about like, you know, well, is that major really something you need to go to college and, you know, pursue a degree in? Is that something really worthy of going to school for? For instance, when I was in high school, I majored in dance. And we always, you know, heard those conversations like, is this something you're really going to pursue out of high school? Like, are you going to go to college for this? <laughs> so I like to ask this question to other performing artists. Do you feel like your time in college helped your career in the long run? Yes. Um, I, I think just the support I was able to get around me, like, whenever, whenever I'm unsure of a role, uh, reading for one, uh, auditioning for a piece, whatever, um, or I just don't know what I'm doing. And I feel like as actors, we're all constantly in state of we don't know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and before I had my, like, really was able to lock down in my faith and then understand that these stories are way bigger than myself, um, I was able to fall back on my training. Um, and just trust that, like, you've been trained for these moments, mm-hmm. you know? Like, so you, you, you don't know what you're doing in a sense of, like, this is a new story, it's a new environment, it's a new playground, all these kind of things. But you have been trained to be able to embody characters, to change your voice, to, you know, uh, be able to dissect and break down text and understand what you're saying and who you're saying to and why the fundamentals and whatnot. Um, but we always say that acting is living and you, you live all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And living uh, truthfully and extraordinarily. 
like a lot of, you know, acting school and those kind of things is just to teach you how to do that again. Because when you're a child, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about filtering yourself. You don't have to worry about, you know, all these stigmas and expectations placed on you, mm-hmm. uh, depending on your childhood. childhood. Um, so we forget a lot of that when we get older. We go to high school. There's, you know, there's things we have to conform ourselves to a lot of the time. Um, so we forget how to live and how to truthfully be in this environment without have, without watching ourselves from an exterior perspective. Um, so I feel like when you go to school and train, you're just kind of learning how to get rid of that stuff. And you don't necessarily have to go to school for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do believe training in a in a traditional sense, you know, whether, whether it's taking classes, having a coach that you know and trust, um, uh, it just kind of gives you the confidence to know that you're not alone. Right. Um, for me, another big part of my training is also having my faith mm-hmm. because I, I, I constantly have something I can go back to and trust, whether I, I don't have to really depend on man anymore, if that makes sense. Right, right. Definitely. Well, I love that. Um, and you are also the co-founder and co-producer of BDB Productions, Inc., which stands for Big Dreams Brotherhood. And just from the name, it already sounds amazing. <laughs> but can you just talk a little bit more about what this is and what you all do? We were, Originally, we were seven actors that wanted to just make sure that we were keeping, keeping each other on our toes mm-hmm. um, and keeping each other uh, active and working and um, you know, it's on our game. Um, so we would uh, gather together and just read scripts, um, uh, you know, uh, practice scenes, that kind of stuff, and just really, you know, be on each other and hold each other accountable. Um, but then eventually we decided to, why don't we create our own content? You know, we're actors in, in Toronto and we're always told that, like, you know, the work's going to come, but you know, also make sure that you're on yourself and to know that you're still learning, still practicing, still keeping the engine going. Right. And so we were like, why don't we just create our own stuff? We all have ideas. We all, you know, have a certain perspective. And we learned through that process that, you know, some of us are really good at directing. Some of us are really good at writing. Some of us are really good at, you know, have a good visual eyes. So maybe, you know, they know how to put uh, images together really well. And, mm-hmm. you know, some of us are just good at ex- executing Correctly, um, she plays Mo, 
on Trinket, <laughs> which is one of my. Oh my gosh! Hello. <laughs> Trinkets. Trinkets is literally one of my top favorite Netflix shows and it was so crazy when I figured out that you two were engaged. I'm like, it's no way Drew and Laura together. It's no way <laughs> in real life. So I just, I love that and it's crazy because literally when Trinkets came out, I binge watched it in about two days. Then season two came out, binge watched that the first day and I'm so sad to see it end. But I swear like when I connected the dots that you two were together, I was like, it's no way. Like you both play two badass roles and you're connected in real life so that's dope <laughs> congratulations yeah, I really appreciate that. no um, problem yeah. uh, Kiana, Kiana does an amazing job as Mo and Trinket she does she, I mean, she yes. knows that we talk about that all the damn time yes. and how fantastic uh, and how fun it was to, to be able to embody this character uh, it's like a liberating thing to you know sometimes you get this opportunity to just really be yourself and learn more about yourself in some of these roles right and, um, and how yeah. is it like having a partner that's in the same industry as you like that has to be fun but it's like how how could how is that as a you know it's fun it's mostly fun <laughs> because we get to again so that, that another another person that you have in your life to challenge you to keep you honest mm -hmm. um and to keep you excellent because i always say our relationship is a gift that keeps on giving yeah um because because god really sent me somebody who like could you know challenge me reflect me mm -hmm. and continue to elevate me in a way and, and vice versa um, we both you know we, we read for each other whenever we can mm -hmm. for our auditions um, we get to talk to each other about the work about the craft separate from it and also when we're engaging in you know a, a role that we're picking up or that we're nervous about or mm -hmm. you know how are we going to do this how are we going to execute what makes each other great what, what are we best at what are you know what are, we, what are things that we can challenge ourselves to do what are risks we could take and right we, and um the thing about kiana is she she's really good at picking up things mm -hmm. really, really quickly and so whereas I, I feel like i'm good at the understanding something mentally she's really good at doing something in her body right so you you sit her down we took this class one time that i took on my own and this class i thought was so hard and so challenging and so scary uh -huh. and she goes and takes a class one day first day she's sitting down and doing the work better than anybody <laughs> or as good as anybody like, as good as somebody who's been in, in, in the advanced class right so the, coach, the teacher's going oh who's that like <laughs> together so 
You're welcome. Um, so you also have various credits as an actor. You've had roles in Lost and Found, Music Studios, The Summer, Slasher, Guilty Party, and of course, your most recent role as Drew Tejada on Power Book 2, Ghosts. So just going back to that little way we spoke of, um, you know, in Toronto growing up, how does it now feel to see yourself acting in so many hit shows? Like, that has to feel amazing. It does. It feels fantastic, but it, and it also speaks to um, the ability that comes out of Toronto because it's funny because I know that I, I'm grateful and privileged to be in this position, but I know the gene pool of actors and artists that I come from, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, if you think I'm great, what do you see these motherfuckers like? <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you see these people like? I'm like, I thank God that I'm in this position. Mm-hmm. Well, wow, like I know the talent that comes out of this city, and it is just a matter of time that like you will get to see all of us shine in the way that you know we should be and um uh so being a boy coming out of toronto and and not being able to see as much of us on screen as i would like to have liked to growing up and having that inspiration Mm -hmm. um now one getting to be that for other people um, and also see people that, of my age and demographic still doing it, like Stephon James, like Lamar Johnson, Shamir Anderson, mm-hmm. Eli Gore, uh, shout out to him, which I just watched it once upon a time in Miami, who did an amazing job, yeah. you know? So it, it's just like, it's, it's, it must have felt like this when people like um, Blair Underwood mm-hmm. and Denzel and Morris Chestnut and Will Smith were coming up when they were younger, right. you know, being the ones doing it and seeing these people move in these same spaces at the same time and just being able to celebrate this excellence because back in the day in the 60s and, and in the 40s and 50s there wasn't a lot of people doing it like that you know we had Harry Belafonte mm-hmm. uh, we had um, Sidney Poitier and we had so many others but it was very uh, much of a small handful right right uh, and now we're in this position where we get to we get to you get to have Viola Davis who mm-hmm. is doing excellent work you get to have Of course, all of that's kind of on a back burner due to family business. 
Um, and not only that, you're in a situationship kind of with a guy that's, you know, has yet to even comfortably display who he really is to the world. I feel like both of you really haven't had the chance to do so. So it's a lot to Drew's story, and I'm hoping that we get to see a little bit more of that in the coming seasons. Um, but tell me, like, how was it taking on this role as Drew? And are there any parts of Drew that correlates with who you are in real life? Um, my, my favorite thing about Drew is that he is a, to me, he's a person that sees the beauty in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's a testament to the roles I love to do in the, um, the where my perspective as an artist, which is that like, just because you come from a certain environment doesn't mean that's all you have to continue to perpetuate and emulate. Definitely. That you can see differently and you can choose to be different and, and do different things. Uh, no matter what, that, that no matter the hand you're dealt, it's easier for some than others. Um, but uh, for, I, I'm grateful that I'm in a position as Drew, where he does come from a, even though it is a street background, it's a privileged street background because mm-hmm. they have money, yeah, right, and they have good clothes and they have cars and they have all these things. Um, so, but and because of that, he is able to see a different perspective than others. Um, he's able to see the beauty in the world. He's able to go out and want to experience other things right. like love and like companionship and painting and artistry mm-hmm. that maybe that might not interest the others in the family in the same way. Right. Um, so that was something that I brought uh, that was easily relatable between Drew and I that like uh, we, we can see the world through our artist eyes as um, my uh, painting coach uh, told me. Oh, oh, sorry, my, she was my visual arts coach, and she was saying, use your artist's eyes when you see the world. Mm-hmm. And um, that's something that Drew sees a lot. And uh, that, was, that, that was my way in with him. Right. Uh, was, uh, was through our art and through our empathy and being able to be open-hearted and, and, and be vulnerable in this world. Um, but I'm also Jamaican. Nice. Uh, like, there's this background in Jamaican people that we don't play. And right. Like, we don't have to just be out there. Like, <laughs> we don't have to be out there with, with, with all our cars. Like, right. you know what you need to know about us. Right. You know what exactly. I'm saying? So, Drew doesn't display any of his um, ruthlessness in the streets until it has to come out. Mm-hmm. Because what am I out there for with all my cars? For what? Exactly. <laughs> you exactly. know what I'm saying? So, that's something I, I was really like, I, um, I felt easier to tap into as well with Drew. Was that like, as soon as that street needs to come out, it's a quick switch. Yes. <laughs> You know, it, it only comes out when necessary. What am I? What am I acting all hard in the street for with Everett? This is yes. this is who I, I want to see love with and want to bloom in this way. But mm-hmm. as soon as you know, I need to bring that out and show the fangs with Lil Block. Mm-hmm. It's a no-brainer, right? Like the family. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was. Um, it's and as I was saying again with Kiana in regards to Mo. Mm-hmm. Getting to play these characters and discover more about ourselves. Right. I discover more about my artists through Drew. I discover more about um, who, like the mentality and the being a wise, street smart person, and also knowing how to calculate in certain environments mm-hmm. um, through Drew. And I'm God willing, I hope that I get to explore some more of that in these coming seasons. Yes, yes, yes. I I am like loving this. <laughs> So what what has been your most memorable experience filming the show? Uh, I got to say, mm, I got to say, uh, there's there's so many memorable experiences. Um, I love the fight scene uh, between me, uh, Lil Rapp and, and Drew. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I love uh, the scene. The, the, there was this day where we got to shoot just a little montage of going around and like collecting money. Uh, it was Kane and Drew in the car at the same time. Mm-hmm. And even though when they got to actually go to post and the final product is us just going through the streets and this music playing and stuff. On the day, we were shooting different things. We were shooting like we were dancing, we were getting hype, we were like bumping tracks. So it was like this whole uh, fun camaraderie piece between my brother and I, and it was it was so much fun. It was it was a nice like light day. Um, so that was one thing I remember. The first day, the party scene, getting to try different ideas and different things with Drew because I got to establish Drew without saying a word. Um, so that was fun and really feeling that trust from the director Anthony Hemingway, who. Um, just allowed us to find our characters uh, and, you know, choose what we wanted to display to the world uh, off the bat, and I really appreciated that. Definitely. Um, so I gotta say, like, you know, those are probably the top three uh, memorable moments nice. so far. Nice. I'm so excited, first of all, I'm so excited just for the coming season. I'm like, y'all keep me on the edge of my seat. Literally, it's like my Sunday routine. I wake up. I, I don't wait until it comes on. I watch it early on demand. I wake up, get myself together, watch Power, phone on, do not disturb, do not bother me. <laughs> so, I am so excited. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see more from you guys. You all do an amazing, amazing job on the show. And I swear it's like the perfect cast. I couldn't imagine it being anyone else. And you yourself, you do such, 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 such an amazing job. That's why I was super excited. Um, to reach out with you and just connect more with you because I swear you you play the role to the T. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, so what advice could you give to young aspiring actors that are coming up behind you in this industry? Um, okay. We're always, there's so many things I could say. Uh, if I'm going to keep it brief, uh, the lesson I wish I knew um, earlier, but I mean, you know, everything is in its own time, but keep God first mm-hmm. because when you're making these goals and dreams and aspirations for yourself, it's easy to get caught up in, in earthly things, right? Yes. And our, and our, and we're, we're going to always get what we want. And that's hard to believe sometimes depending on where you come from and your circumstances, but we're always going to get what we want mm-hmm. because if we, Aim, aim in that direction. We're gonna, we're, our dreams and goals are gonna be achieved. But where do you want to be as a human being, or who do you want to be as a human being at the end of that all? When you keep your eyes and your goals and your aspirations pointed in a godly direction, all the things that you want and all the things that you need are gonna come to you. You're gonna be taken care of, yeah. and you're also gonna have your heart in the right place. Yeah. The people that are gonna come to you in your life are gonna come to help you. You can help them. You can continue to help your life shine. Mm-hmm. But when you are focused on worldly things, like I need a bunch of money and right. I need to X, Y, Z and all these kind of things, mm-hmm. those things will come too. But you may have to sacrifice some things that you don't. You wouldn't necessarily need to sacrifice right. if your heart is in the right place and your intentions are pure. So keep God first in everything that you do and say. Absolutely. And you will always, your compass will always be guided in the right direction. Always, always, always. And you'll be able to take care of your family, do all those things that you want to do. It may just take a little longer, but you need to practice patience in your spirit, which Mm -hmm. is also a great virtue to have. 
in this world we want to have everything right now, right? It's Instagram, mm-hmm. it's TikTok, everything's quick, everything's immediate. Mm-hmm. But if you give yourself that time and that patience um, to achieve those goals and dreams, I'm telling you, it'll, it'll come. Yes. Um, yes. So do that. <laughs> <laughs> Real simple, just do that. <laughs> well, thank uh, you I for that. My grandfather, God rest his soul, he just passed away. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. So sorry. Oh, uh, he, he's such a beautiful light and he's still like his words are still like everything about him is, and I'm noticing more of myself and, and uh, uh, him within me every day but um, right, right. he gave that advice he was like make sure you keep it, keep God first but I also got that advice from Denzel Washington not even personally really? <laughs> God I wish but he said it on stage when he was receiving one of his awards he said that too and I was like boom wow. I do that I'll be alright and right. as soon as that locked into me I started noticing so much change and so much favor. Mm-hmm. And as an actor and as an artist, whatever field you want to get into, there's going to be so many things that challenge you. Yeah. Challenge your faith, challenge your staying power, challenge your mental health, your physical health, so many of these things. Mm-hmm. And I found that in, in actively practicing to keep God first, I was, first I was able to see and am able to see the abundance that I have around me the people that I have around me, the love that I have around me, the energy, the generosity, the kindness, uh, the friends that I chose to have in my life, that chose to stay in my life, mm-hmm. you know, just the right like, things at the right time, at the, you know, just the perfect thing in the perfect moment every time that I needed it. Right. Um, and, and I was able to see that through kind of having that view and that eye of abundance. So, mm-hmm. again, to reiterate that same point, that if I can give any advice to any actor or any artist, it would be to keep God first. Definitely. You're like speaking to me right now. I'm listening like, keep going. Yep. <laughs> You're speaking to a lot of things that I'm going through right now. So I appreciate that. And I am noting everything <laughs> that you're saying. Um, that's very, very helpful advice just to everyone, <laughs> especially right now. So I, I completely agree. Um, I appreciate the question. Oh, of course, of course. Um, so going forward, what can we expect from you within the next few years? Are you hoping to take on some different types of roles? You know, all of that good stuff. We want to know it all. <laughs> God willing, I'm trying to lead a movie. I'm trying to lead a bunch. Yeah. Because um, I, I would love to lead. Like, there's so many ideas I have um, and just the things that I want to put out that I feel like God is sending through me that I want to, you know, put out to the world and I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um that I feel like uh, would be great as, as a, you know, lead, leading a film. But, you know, that's all in due time. I have a couple of projects that I, that I have, that I've written. Um, so if it, they ain't going to give it to me, it's going to happen anyways. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, but there also is this piece that, um, that I've worked on over this, uh, I guess, fall, winter break. Mm-hmm. It's coming out. It was just announced today, actually, officially. Uh, it's called um, 21 Black Futures. Mm-hmm. And we did it up in, it's a Canadian project. It's going to be on the CBC, which is also going to be online. Mm-hmm. And um, it's about 21 black playwrights from Toronto mm-hmm. uh, working with 21 black directors. Wow. Working with 21 black actors. Wow. Um, so these are one-person pieces. It's mm-hmm. a hybrid piece because it's a theater project. Uh, with the city of theater mm-hmm. and it's a hybrid between like so at least one person plays so kind of plays but they're being filmed and directed by 
amazing, amazing directors. They're written by amazing playwrights. Mm-hmm. So I was just happy to be along for the damn ride. Right. And it's pretty much about um, going forward after all these things that, that transpired in the past year and some change, um, with black lives now seeming to matter. In the forward consciousness, finally, hopefully. Uh-huh. Um, and after the passing of these amazing, beautiful spirits, mm-hmm. God rest their souls, George, George Floyd, Brianna Taylor, yeah. um, Jacob Blake, what does the world for black people and black consciousness mm-hmm. look like afterward? Going right. forward, after, you know, Trump getting out, all these things, you know, mm-hmm. all these things that, like, COVID, all these things that have, like, kind of seem to be shaping the present. Mm-hmm. What does life look like in the next two, three, four, five, even ten years? Right. right. Twenty-one black futures for black people. Right. Um, so for my particular piece, it's called the Death News, mm-hmm. and that's all I'm gonna say about that. Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> oh my gosh! So please just let us know where can we find this one more time? Absolutely, it's gonna be on CBC Gem uh, for all Canadian outlets. And for I think I believe for the US you can find you're gonna be able to find it online. Mm-hmm. Um, don't quote me on that. <laughs> but um but uh, I'm sure I'll be sure to promote it and let everybody uh, know you and your outlet know yes. as soon as it drops. I think it I think officially drops February twelfth. Yes. Um, and it's gonna be released in uh, segments. Nice. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. And this is the perfect timing. Oh my gosh, please let us know. <laughs> we'll be following up. <laughs>